are you hungry? I feel like I'm hungry again, but that can't be right. And so now <laughs> I'm like baffled. Uh, maybe you're just empty inside and longing for something more in this world. That's probably it. Yeah. You think deep breaths will help? <sighs> you feel better? Yeah. Okay. Boy, it's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, across another table. There's so many tables. It's Catherine Cogart. Here in Table Town, it's Catherine Cogart, and it's great to be here. <laughs> uh, now that you've, uh, we've sent you out there to Table Town, can you give the report? Uh, I've been hearing uh, some reports here coming in over Twitter that there are a lot of tables. Is that true? It is true. There are a lot of tables. Wow. Someone called them plateaus. 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 Whoa. Yep. Uh are they? They're not as pointy as as surfaces. 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 Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, uh, weather report, <laughs> etc. Um, this is Encyclopedia Brunch, and today we're talking about not flat surfaces raised above things. We're talking about flat surfaces uh, with water underneath yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a very understanding and like a way you would totally get what we said and what we're talking about. Oh, and this sentence is not a good one. But we're talking about lakes. Lakes. <laughs> uh, see above. Lakes. <laughs> you get me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Catherine, what's your favorite lake? I I don't know. Oh, what a good question. I'm partial to Green Lake. Okay. Green but Lake. it's an ever-changing. I have always, like every day, I have a different favorite lake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, okay. And what about yesterday? What was your favorite lake? Uh, Lake 248. Okay, like bef- day before that? <laughs> lake 247. Day before that. Lake Tahoe. What is your projection on tomorrow's best lake? Tomorrow's best... Oh, I no, I don't know. I don't play that game. Tomorrow's best lake today. I don't play that game. Oh, man. It's coming in with a stock ticker now. It's printing out. It's printing out best lake. It's gonna be... Ooh, Lake Huron. Oh! oh imagine that. Normally, I stay away from the Great Lakes. Really? Oh fly over but they're so great <laughs> um we should explain uh green lake is a urban lake in uh northern seattle yes a man-made lake mm, it's man-made it is man-made interesting it used to be a swamp and they turned it into a lake oh okay so uh as we discussed in our episode about wetlands mm-hmm. a swamp is a uh it's like a, a bog or a fen <laughs> 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 or maybe a marsh. The important thing about a swamp is that it has uh, hardwood trees growing in it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I think you could have softwoods. Why would they have to be hardwoods? I guess what I mean is that it's not just grass. Yes, it's yeah. not just grass. Um, okay. And a then, marsh is just grass. Right. That's exactly right. That's the difference. Um, and so I guess there was just like, they were like, eh, we can't really build anything here. What do we do? Mm-hmm. You know what? We got a lot of here in the Northwest. Water. It might have been a marsh. Oh, no. You know what? It was probably a swamp. Okay. Sorry. See your episode on wetlands. See your episode on Catherine Seattle. not knowing what she's talking about. <laughs> um, and they were just, I mean, what? They were like, eh, I guess we'll put some water here instead and make a fun little... Do you know, was it recreationally built? Like, yes. was It was built for recreation or was yes. there like a... There was no resource aspect. No. Interesting. Okay. What do you like about it? Um, I like that it is... Well, it's... It is from like a lake perspective. It has some really interesting features to it. Um, and I like that there's a lot of wildlife there and it's also recreationally like a really solid park. 
It's a good park, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gets the Encyclopedia Brunch stamp of approval. Yes. What do we call it? Like, you know how like Michelin has a star? What's uh-huh. the, like the thing we give? Is it mimosa? Like a, okay, we give it the mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Green Lake getting the <laughs> Encyclopedia Brunch mimosa. <laughs> um, what kind of wildlife? Like, what is that like? A lot of waterfowl. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, does that play into like? Hmm. So Seattle people will hate green lake <laughs> or the, no they love green lake they hate swimming in green lake well so 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 when i've been in seattle mm-hmm. um i would go swimming in green lake uh-huh. because it's it's a recreational area swimming yeah. is good exercise yes it was hot yeah why not let's go take a dip yeah um and i'm doing this new thing where i'm just like yeah go get in the water it's fun you feel refreshed <laughs> it's, it's you know don't worry about getting water in your ear i know it was annoying when you were 10 but mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be okay it turns out okay. i can handle things a lot better than when i was 10 <laughs> doesn't feel oh, like it so sometimes true. so true but, uh, some things I might be handling worse, honestly. But physically, I'm like better at swimming and not getting water in various places, and I yeah. can I like know how to breathe now. Um, mm. Working like, on it. Yeah, well, we all get there at our own time. <laughs> um, but uh, a friend of mine, when I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I went and swam in Green Lake. He's like, oh, don't swim in Green Lake. And yeah. I was like, why not? And he was like, just Ugh, it's Green Lake. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. I didn't find it terribly gross. I guess it was sort of lakey. Maybe I mean, why, well, well, that's interesting. What does that mean to you? If something's lakey, uh, a little like un- unidentified green blooms, whether that be uh like a seaweedy type thing or more like a microalgae on the top, like, like a, a cyanobacteria. Scum. Sure. Yeah, cyanobacteria is um a form. It's a very common form of algae that's often associated with eutrophication. Which is, if you know about like red tides or algal blooms, mm-hmm. that's when you have too many um, nitrogen and then phosphorus compounds coming in, and that is food for algae. It's also food for plants too. It's just food for food for plants. Is it food for thought? No. Really? No, 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 no. Seems like you've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about it a lot, but it's not food for thought. It's subject matter for thought. Oh, I see. Okay. It's fodder for thought. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's feed for thought. That's like the same thing. Ah, oh, it's a slight difference. It's a subtle difference that I'll ask you to respect. Well, you haven't given it a lot of thought, so I suppose I'll have to respect this. Uh, How might one recognize this eutrophication? Is is that is that just like if I go if I see a lake and it's totally carpeted and it's green? It's really cloudy. Like mm. you can't see very far down. Right. That's a eutrophic lake. Right. It's called. Um, if it's it's very clear, you can see really far down. Um, it is probably oligotrophic. Actually. Let me say that the other way around. It is probably eutrophic, eutrophic if it's pretty cloudy. Okay. If it's a lig- if it's very clear, then it's definitely oligotrophic. How do you remember? Like, I, I think I need like a little memory anchor for like, what, what does eutrophic mean? Like- U is a Latin prefix meaning rich. Olig is a Latin prefix meaning poor. So if it's nutrient rich, there's a lot of little bio guys being like, yummy. Oh, I see. Um, so U is a lot and oligo is not a lot. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're like a classic cop duo. Oligo and you. <laughs> one guy's, I don't know, doing really well. And one guy's real poor. <laughs> and he's like, Oligo, you should have negotiated for a better salary. We have the same job here at the police station. <laughs> I know. I just. <laughs> they're talking a lot about their salary all the time, like you do at work. Well, it's just like I picture Oligo as being like really in tattered clothing. <laughs> like, because otherwise, if you're not selling the character car- caricatures. Is he wearing a barrel? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think no, no. I'm picturing more of like like a really shabby suit, and it's just like fraying everywhere. The tie is perennially loose, and they're like, "Why yeah. don't you tighten your ties?" Like, I can't. It lost its elasticity. Oh no, my like, ties don't have elasticity. That's, that's how, he's like, "I know, but I'm so poor. It's just that's what I it is." I don't understand how ties work. 
And then and then you goes and gets in his Maserati and drives off. <laughs> Tried to help you. <laughs> anyway, let's catch those cooks again tomorrow. That's horrible. I also really like this idea. <laughs> we'll get back to like soon. Oh, I, no, I want to flesh this whole bit on this out one. Because I really like the idea of like, you know, uh, they help each other out with their like expertise Mm -hmm. so like uh you is like working on he's like ah i just can't figure out this robber's motive like why would he be in this dumpster and oligo's like i know about some things in some dumpsters (laughs) and vice versa it's just like it doesn't make any sense it's like aha you can see that is a extremely expensive rolex watch and so (laughs) of course the criminal would be this yeah 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 all right. Well, this, this is great. This is great. Oh, also, there are lakes. They're they're like personified lakes that walk around. What? Yeah. Well, like TV. So I was watching a trailer last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's this new Will Smith movie, and uh, so he his, his he loses his child. Let me tell you, the acting in the trailer was terrible. So I don't understand how this movie is going to be any good. Mm. Um, but he writes he writes letters to concepts. What? It's not that far from our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but there's less reading in ours. That's true. That's intentional. Um, so anyway, like, he writes a letter to death. Uh-huh. He lights a re- lights a redder lights a letter. Right on fire. Lights a redder. Get out of here, redder. Redder is a light. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get there. He writes Steer a letter the right to direction. love. Uh-huh. He writes a letter to time. Uh-huh. And time is a, a cool youth. I have a quick question. Yeah. Did he lose the child? Like the child got lost, or did the child die? Unfortunately uh it's unclear okay oh no the child is dead yeah oh, okay that yeah. okay because yeah. if the child, child was dead. lost they'd be like yo will smith stop <laughs> writing these letters <laughs> you have to go find your kid <laughs> he, he lost his child in an unrecoverable way in, in, at the store yeah okay um sorry where were we going with writing letters to concepts uh did he write one to lakes he wrote one i don't know why i brought this up <laughs> uh well <laughs> obviously lakes are a rich vein this is a real you topic podcast oh, personification uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> bye next segment back on encyclopedia brunch talking about lakes our world's grossest type of body of water it's not i think it might be what about lake tahoe it's so blue and pretty yeah but then you get around the edges and you're like nah, i don't know what how so well you know what to be fair this is also a problem with um oceans oceans are so much worse yeah because it's just like I, I think the edges are always tough because that's where plant life grows mm-hmm. and then plants are gross it feels gross like because snails. Something about wet and touching. Yeah, I guess snails a little. My sister used to have this thing. Um, she, she at some point, and this probably informs my opinion of lakes as gross. Um, I don't really think they're gross, but it's like, I think of that as the cultural norm. You know, like, oh, well, we all think of lakes as gross. Right. And then I am bucking that trend by being like, give lakes a chance. Got my little sign. I'm picketing. But you just called lakes gross several times. I think they might be our grossest body of water. No. But I lean into the gross. Let me finish and then we'll go. Nah. Um, <laughs> um, my sister had decided at some point uh, she learned that leeches live in lakes. 
I think they live a lot of places. They live in streams, too. And they also live on mountaintops, as evidenced by the time a leech bit me on a mountain trail. Oh, fun. What the hell, leeches? Was there a river or something? No. Interesting. Yeah. It was just like... Um, what are you doing, leech? <laughs> yeah. No, and they were everywhere. I, I was not expecting this. I was not prepared. I didn't have tall enough socks. And people were like, yeah, you should get like gators or something. Uh, uh, some way to protect that uh, part of your... Was it wet? Land. Yeah, it was pretty wet. Okay, okay. There, there were like tufts of... um. Like an outcrop of trees at right. certain parts on this mountain. And that was like gathered a lot of water. It was gotcha. quite damp inside of those. And we gotcha. had to like the path cut through it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, sure a enough. A river runs, runs through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. a river doesn't, but um, a, path it's, does. it's, it's, a path does. And it's a damp enough path that it's sort of a river-ish and enough for the leeches to get up those mountains and bite me on the ankles. Aww. You ever been bitten by a leech? No. Oh, it's awful. No. Because they have that um, enzyme or whatever it is that makes it so your blood doesn't coagulate. And so it just bleeds for a long time. How long did it bleed? Uh, most of the day, wow. like pretty slow. I put antiseptic on it right away. Yeah, sure. Um, because that was the one way I was prepared. I just like bought this huge bottle of antiseptic with me. It's like, well, I don't have a pie enough socks, so I guess I'm we're just definitely gonna... gonna need a lot of it. Just keep pouring it over. <laughs> but then the bump stayed there for months. Interesting. Yeah, really strange. Interesting. I wonder um, what kind of cool microbiota was living in that leech bite. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited about it now. Hopefully, not too much. Um, you seem fine. Well, I, I'm getting by. Uh, <laughs> so my sister developed the mantra, leeches live in lakes, which is pleasantly, uh, whatever the word is that means, starts with the same letter. Come on. You can help me out here. Perfect no, cats. come on. <laughs> uh, delical cats as delical do. Oh, boy. Yeah? Well, write in. Let us know what this super obvious word is. Can I talk now? <laughs> Um, no. Uh, my concern is that here. it's... What... <laughs> um, no, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You say that lakes are gross, and I take I take offense to that. Okay. I think lakes are maybe our most interesting water thing. Okay. Water feature. Uh, is it because they have a lot of stuff living in them? No. Okay. Because some of them don't. I keep telling you, some of them don't. <laughs> Oligotrophic lakes are pretty... There's not a lot there. Crater Lake, very oligotrophic. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Crater Lake for a second. No, we're going to talk about the thing that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So streams, right? Mm-hmm. Streams move at a fast enough rate that we often just kind of consider them to be like pipes. Sure. Yeah. You don't really think about like what's reacting in there. Uh, yeah, okay. Fair enough. Often you just kind of assume that concentration stays relatively constant and then you'll maybe take a sample every, every 20 miles or so. Of a, of a stream. Of a stream. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, okay, it's about the same. Or like, oh, something happened here. Mm. Well, it seems like wouldn't, wouldn't it differ a lot because it like a stream can run over, say, a salt bed or, no, it doesn't really make sense because it would, uh, uh. Sometimes, but like a river river, it's, you just consider that a pipe. Right, because it's been running long enough that it's sort of... Yeah. Whatever changes were going to happen in the Earth yes. have changed. Yes. Okay. And then oceans. Mm-hmm. Often so big that we just consider them to be giant reservoirs. How do you mean? Just giant reservoirs of heat, giant reservoirs of CO2, giant reservoirs of... So you don't really think about, like, the dynamics of it that right. much. I mean, you there Pe- are... Some, people do. There is some interesting stuff in there, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so overwhelmingly big that, like... These big forces and trends, they they happen over much longer periods of time. Right. So it's, it, would it be accurate to say that it's sort of like in electrical engineering, uh, 
you think of it as ground where it's, it's like ground yeah, yeah the electrons exactly. go somewhere but like it's so big that it's, it's not worth doing the math on exactly for us in this case we're just gonna assume okay yeah so what does that leave us with uh lakes are interesting because they live in between mm. that like over the course of a year drastic changes happen in the in the like the way the lake is organized basically <laughs> okay so someone comes in and shifts them around yeah it's called stratification okay what does that mean uh, it means that there is a gradient across the lake of a bunch of different stuff. Gradient across the lake? The, yeah, the lake is a gradient. Across so, the depth of the lake. Okay, so the, yeah. you're you're saying the top of the lake is different than the bottom of the lake. Do, yeah, very different. Okay. Well, sort of. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, because it changes drastically uh -huh. throughout the year. So, summertime happens. Mm. Summer in the city. So much Lake's nostalgia. looking pretty. <laughs> shining on top of that yeah hot have, times going swimming <laughs> you have a lot of solar energy coming in mm -hmm. right and so you have a lot of phytoplankton growth and everything and so you start to get this this stratification that happens and those grow because they they're like they have chlorophyll they're like plants they yeah okay yeah and they love the sun phytoplankton algae are phytoplankton mm -hmm. okay um so you have the stratification that happens temperature has has a has a uh, there's a range of temperature so it's warmer on the top of the lake than it is on the bottom of the lake that dictates the density of the water and um so that dictates all kinds of other properties right like whether things are sinking or rising um what organisms want to live where in the lake etc and so forth dissolves oxygen concentration mm. uh however then fall comes Oh, everybody tucks in and get cozy. <laughs> yeah, the leaves start to change. The single violin plays as a leaf drifts slowly, zigging back and forth through the air, finally landing on the surface of the lake. Yeah, and it gets colder and windier and windier. Mm. And so you start to get some mixing that happens. So right, this great wind mixes. Yes, wind is the primary mixing um, thing in lakes. I read one definition. Listeners should know Catherine did a fun little shimmy with her shoulders when she said mixing. I do a lot of fun shimmies. Um, <laughs> oh, the, the shimmies listeners have missed. Um, uh, I read a, a definition saying that uh, a pond becomes a lake when it is big enough to be affected by wind mixing it. Uh, uh, do you, how does that sit with you? I mean... No, I don't buy it. Okay. Well, but, I mean, I maybe I'm just not understanding it. Well, in, in reading this, it was it was basically saying like, well, you know, Roughly a pond is small and a lake is big, and a lot of people have different definitions, mm -hmm. especially uh, regionally. People yeah. like uh, in different areas of the country or world, people will just always call something a lake or a pond. Mm -hmm. However, one plausible definition is big enough for wind to mix, which makes right. sense because if there's enough time for the wind to kind of get going across the surface. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't know. I like it. It feels like a, a thing you can say. So I'm going to stick with that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But each his own. Um, I just, Okay um anyway so fall mixing happens yeah. right and so you get a lot of storms and so the whole water column all these great like gradients that formed all over, over the summer mm -hmm. they go away oh because all the mixing yeah yeah and it's pretty uniform throughout the lake you know it's kind of like What's you ever make like? those uh at a carnival those glass bottles with colored sand in them mm -hmm. and you make like a, a, a strata strata yeah right yes and that looks really cool and then for some reason, when I was like doing one once, I yeah. they were like, here, you can use the stick if you want to like mix up a bit. And I was like, I guess I should play or use all oh, the tools no. available. But like mixing up a bit was just like, oh, here's a gross looking part. And so the stick is the wind. The stick is the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Wind sticks. Yeah. Could be um, a wind chime. That's what a wind chime is, right? Well, it's a metal wind stick. Yeah. Well, they're wood too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's a, it's I a, like the wood ones. Oh, yeah. They are more pleasant. Yeah. Um, so perfect. Uh, it's, it's, it's now... 
Uh, the end of fall, wind chime season is coming to an end. Yes. Um, and winter. then we get to winter. Which the crystally sound of the wind chimes introduce snowflakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we put on um, some George Winston. <laughs> uh, the, we, we watch, um, what, who's, the, who's the Charlie Brown guy? Uh, Peanuts? Um, Snoopy? Who, who does the music? Oh, Vince Guaraldi. Vince Guaraldi. We put on some Vince Guaraldi. Also, Snoopy does it. Also, Snoopy does yeah. it? Yeah. Well, he dances. Schroeder plays the music mostly. Schroeder, yeah. And then uh, Lucy's there. And it's one of those things where it's like... Well, they're all there. No, they're not all there. Who's not there? Well, they didn't I mean, make it. in studio, they're not all there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for the live show, they have to like have... They have to do dancers On and ice. stuff. On ice, yeah. Yeah. But... um. Speaking of... <laughs> brings me to my point. <laughs> Wintertime, ice might form over this lake, let's mm-hmm. say. And then you get... Because there's no... The, the wind then doesn't have any access right. to the water. It's blocked out. So you get another stratification. Interesting. Uh, Okay, so yeah, so then it resettles, but this time it's like... Is it colder on the top in the winter? It is four degrees on the top and mm-hmm. then colder on the bottom. Four degrees. I think. Four degrees... Celsius. Is it four degrees on top? Yes. Okay. Oh, no, it's four degrees on top and then it is colder on the bottom. Yes. It's colder on the bottom. Or warmer on the bottom. Warmer on the bottom. Warmer on the bottom. Okay. Yes, it's warmer on the bottom. Oh, my God. Sorry. Rain no good. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so that makes sense because then it's not frozen at the bottom. Yes. And then the four degree thing, that's just like... Four degree, It's actually that's actually where the density of water starts to... It's like the peak density of water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's actually... That's when it has a density of one gram per cubic centimeter. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then below four... Gram per milliliter, I think. It gets lower Ugh. density than that. Um, and then above four. It, there's like a little peak in the density chart at four degree. Point is, that's why all your ice is floating up there. Yes. Yeah. Hundo. Okay. Sure. Okay. Buy it. Um, I guess. And then in spring, the reverse process happens. Uh, in spring, you get mixing again. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the consequence? Who cares if it's stratified or not? Uh, so these these gradients really dictate what happens. For example, in winter mixing, mm-hmm. um, Ooh, there's wintry mix. <laughs> Maybe my favorite nut mix. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> yeah, full of a lot of uh, chestnuts. <laughs> we roast them, open fire, etc. Mm-hmm. So there's really you kind of run out of do in the lake if it's ice is over. Do dissolved oxygen. Okay. So you run out of dissolved oxygen in the lake. Because we blocked it all off with ice. Yeah. There's no way that it can diffuse in. The wind can't get in there. Wind can't get in there. And the wind carries oxygen. (laughs) So you have no DO, dissolved oxygen, fully. uh, And then you see just like tons of fish dying at like stream openings. Because fish have to drink oxygen. They have to drink the oxygen. Why are they dying at stream openings? Uh, Because they're trying to swim there in time. And then there's still not enough because all of the fish are in a really small area. And they die. (laughs) It's like a it's like a national disaster, and you, they have the helicopter footage of all the cars trying to leave uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale uh-huh. or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Independence Day. Yeah, like that. But with fish. But with fish. <laughs> this is our Independence Day. Glub glub glub. <laughs> it was a little less of an impactful speech given by Fish Bill Pullman. <laughs> well, we're not fish. Fish Pullman. Um, I, wait. So the. Are they swimming towards more oxygen or are they just swimming swimming towards more oxygen? How do they know? I don't think I would know that. Maybe it's just instinctual. Because you're not a fish. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All right. I won't question. You're like, oh, I feel less like I'm about to drown over here. Mm. I'm going to keep going this way. Yeah, because my instinct is to get the hell out of the lake. Yeah. If I'm like, I'm drowning, I'm like, "Mm, I should probably be above water. Yeah. So your instinct is to go up where the the air is. (laughs) See, you have it too. It's true. (laughs) Just just, maybe a little bit more immediate. Just rotate it all 90 degrees. (laughs) 
Um, all right. So, so your big pitch on Lakes is that it's mm-hmm. a time sequence. Yeah, it's small enough so that you can have these time sequences in a way that's like on a time scale that we deal with as humans. Hmm. When you have infinite depth, like in an ocean, like let's call it infinite depth. <laughs> oh, spoken like a true limnologist. <laughs> I just feel like there's a lot of oceanographers who are like, come on. <laughs> Well, you're the one who compared it to ground. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sink, though. We think of it as a sink, which is what ground is. Mm, yeah. So, it's a place to put stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a place also, to put stuff. Also true about kitchen sinks. It's just like, oh, well, I can get rid of it with this. It's also a place to put stuff. <laughs> Come on. You've thought of sinks that way before. You're like, mm, I'm just going to put this down the oh, sink. Oh, do I ever? Yeah. Yeah. Those pipes go somewhere, I'm sure. They do. Yeah. Probably the Gulf of Mexico. All right. Well, let's follow those pipes. All the way down. Back in a moment Mario. on Cyclopedia Brunch. back on encyclopedia brunch talking about what are we talking about lakes lakes uh let's see so one of my favorite lakes i'd say is it a gross lake oh they're all gross um (laughs) can we say eutrophic i just feel like gross is such a normative word i just feel like gross is the language of the common people and we shouldn't be up here in our ivory tower eutrophing this and eutrophing that with all of our eutrophication a lot but of eutro- eutrophication is important sometimes. Uh, like to have, you mean? Yeah. Um, it's sometimes it it's natural. Have? Sorry, I'm just over here making dumb jokes. Um, yeah, you're uh, right. I wish I could go over there. What, what, nope, what are you doing nope, over there? It's all over here. This doing? is for me. What are you doing? You stay over there. Hey, 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 Tim. No, no. Okay, I'm over here now. What's uh, happening over here? <laughs> um, yeah, so so I guess uh, my favorite, like, I guess when I say they're gross, I, I mean gross in a loving way. Um but <laughs> believe it or not, I'm taking the language and making it my own. So there. All right. Um, so I, I feel like I split them out into like, I really like Crater Lake because it's just like beautiful. It's a volcanic lake, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it has a weird color. Right. Um, and I also really like Lake Michigan because Chicago's on it. And uh-huh. it's like almost an ocean. Like it's ocean-esque. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but I like those for two very distinct reasons. I think. Both of them. No, Crater Lake was good to swim in. And I would, I would feel a little weird about uh, Lake Michigan, but I guess I would still do it. People do it. Yeah, a lot of people. It's do documented. It. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, let's see. So yeah, I don't know. I think they're the, gross but fun, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you, you really all your talk of dynamism still seems pretty great. Like, oh, the stratifications are changing. That's it's pretty just, good. It's interesting because that's the water body where that happens in. Right. And that's a really, scientifically speaking, and just like, I don't know, stuff is crazy. <laughs> that only happens in lakes. It is kind of neato. Um, <laughs> is like, I, I guess, so all this stuff, because you've zeroed in on this like kind of happy medium here where it's not a giant relentless sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a pipe. And it's not a pipe. Oh, man, we really are chemical engineers. Um, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's it. You can't change who you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I mean, is that why it's like got all this grossness? I mean, are those are those connected? Like it's like snails Again, and, not all gra- and gunk. Not all lakes are gross. <laughs> mm, gonna keep saying it. Uh, yes. However, it is connected. Um, so for example, um, let's say you don't have ice cover on your lake. Uh, like ever. Like ever. Like Lake Washington, for example, near my home. Uh, because it doesn't get cold enough. Washington, my home. Is the real song like Washington State song? You think it's Louie Louie? It's Washington, my home. I don't, well, Wherever I no, may roam, okay. this is my Louie, land, Louie. my native land. Oh Washington. no, we got to get back to the topic of lakes. <laughs> Do they mention lakes? Do they? I don't know. No, they mention streams. Uh-huh. They mention plains. They mention mountains. Yeah, all the things that Washington has. Well, streams and mountains come together pretty neatly, but I, I would say also like and, and lots of forests. Yeah, lots yeah. of forests. I, I mean, I would say Seattle is a city that ha- has uh, is particularly lakeified, um, <laughs> lakeastic. Yeah, uh, because there's like Washington, there's Lake mm-hmm. Union, mm-hmm. which uh, is connecting into the Sound, which is like a pseudo lake. It's yeah. not, I guess. Uh, I don't know. No, it's Whatever. more interesting than the ocean. There's a lot of different weird I'm waters. Just really, really, just crapping all over the ocean tonight, and I think the ocean is actually really interesting and important, mm-hmm. and the best, maybe even. But I just think it these, this is these smaller time. bottles of bottles of water. Maybe you don't want the two liter. I just want the small Evian. Get the twenty ounce. <laughs> the little ones that they give you on the airplane. Oh, the little friggin' like yeah, the little baby guy. Yeah. Was it like eight ounces? Yeah. <laughs> it's all chubby. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's weird how it still doesn't fit in a cup holder. <laughs> yeah, it's just designed to be like impossible. No. Um. Anyway, uh, so the small bottles of water uh, on a global scale yeah. are lakes. lakes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I think this is lakes time. We don't need to talk about oceans. I mean, are they? No, all I can think of is oceans now. Well, we're stuck. <laughs> so let's get back to the ice cover thing. So <laughs> Lake Washington, Lake Union, places where it's like not super cold. Right. These lakes don't have ice cover. Mm-hmm. So you only get this sort of stratification thing happening once a year. And it's just well mixed the rest of the year. Interesting. Okay. And, and then, that's going to drastically change how the lake operates, right? Yeah. I mean, how? Okay. So I'm saying, yeah, because I can... You don't get this fish kill thing that I told you about? Right. Okay. Um, so some fish survive, but not all fish survive. Mm-hmm. And so the, the cycles of fish population will shift. Right. And that's presumably going to affect the plant environment somehow because fish eat stuff. Fish eat stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about... So you'd mentioned about like phytoplankton... And things that warm the sun growing at the top layer. Yes. Do those grow when it's well mixed? Uh, no, they only grow in stratification. Interesting. Okay. So yes. you can really only have algae growing certain parts of the yes. time. Do you remember Green Lake? Uh, My favorite lake of the day. All the way back in the first segment, Green Lake. <laughs> um, Green Lake is really interesting because it's quite shallow. Okay. Um, so if it's kind of calm and warm for a few days, it will stratify. And then let's say there's a like a like let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's really warm. It'll stratify completely, and then it'll get really gross and algae. Mm. So people say that they hate Green Lake, right? Because oh, it's just duck poop. Because yeah. there's so many ducks out there. Right. It's not really that it's duck poop that's making it gross. Mm. It's just that like it stratifies pretty easily, and it right. can just happen in a couple of days because it's only like twenty meters deep or something. Okay, so we've got this concept of stratification, yeah. and it sounds like stratified equals gross. Kind of, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's yeah, because then you have sun access to the phytoplankton. I really feel like I won something here. Um, you always frame everything as a competition in the podcast, and it has always made I'm me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but we also talked about oligotrophic. That's 100% unrelated, or is it? 
an oligotrophic lake, does it ever even stratify or what's the... Oh, yeah, it can totally stratify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just that it doesn't have nutrients then. I see. If it spends a lot of time stratified and it's not eutrophic, then it's got to be pretty nutrient poor. Uh, okay. What's like, an, I don't know, is there, I guess Crater Lake you mentioned is a... Yeah. Uh, uh, Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Interesting fact about Lake Tahoe. Uh, it has a residence time, meaning the time that like a molecule of water lives in the lake. Yeah. 700 years. Holy cow. Isn't that insane? <laughs> that is crazy. Well, which, okay, gets to, I think, kind of my last big curiosity around lakes. Okay. Um, aside from gross regross and how I can like play around in that space. Because um, again, not against gross. I just like want to be aware of the gross. Um, I want to work Normative. with the gross. I want to see it. Okay. This is like your rags thing. See your episode on rags? I don't know. What is that ta- on? Um, Linens? Uh, towels. Paper towels. That's what we're that talking we about. Things we hate about Catherine. See episode on paper towels. <laughs> Why Catherine's the worst, that episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fine. Um, uh, but it's, yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to take back the word gross. Okay. Um, but, you know, I see well, why that know, wouldn't always work. I can respect work. that. Yeah. I can respect that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, the kind of remaining question I have is all about like inputs and outputs because you're right. It's like a reservoir. There's got to be something coming in, right? And there's got to be something coming out. I mean, right. I guess not necessarily, but like... I don't know if it's super interesting <laughs> Well, because uh, it's kind of what you'd think. Okay. Streams coming in, streams and rivers. Uh, and streams typically form by like water mel- melting and stuff or somehow water collecting in a ravine or something and then it's yeah, gone. Yeah, snow melt. Close enough. Yeah. yeah, it takes snow a really long time to melt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's real thick. Um, just kind of like, like physical geographical gradients, like altitude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up in the mountains, it's not places warm that where much. It rains going down to places where it doesn't rain. <laughs> uh, and then the way out of lakes is mostly just streams out because this is the thing streams I know. Out. Well, so the actual sources are um, sources in would be like um, streams, groundwater, rainfall. And then, like, runoff. Runoff from... Runoff from, like, like rain that collects el- uh, elsewhere and then runs in. In the basin yeah. of the, like... Yeah, I like, see. agricultural runoff, you hear about. Yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot. Yeah. It's hard to know what it means. Oh, it's... I mean, it's well, when water said. falls on yeah. a field and then it comes out of the field. And I... it's, it percolates out and then it has tons of nitrogen and phosphorus in it. Oh, yeah. That's super bad. Uh, because it eutrophies lakes. Yes. Yeah. Or whatever body of water it goes to. Or whatever. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um. No prisoners. <laughs> I guess. Uh. I mean, what I what I know about Lake Tahoe is that it doesn't have any inputs except rainwater. Um. Which would explain the residence time. Exactly. I think that's interesting. And then it, it has. It might just be one output. It's like one stream. It runs down to this other lake called Pyramid Lake. Hmm. Um. Which all yeah whatever. Um. I'm curious about a lake like Green Lake, though, if it's man-made. I mean, you said coming in from groundwater, which is always bonkers to me because I think of the ground as pretty solid, but it's like more of a sponge sort of thing. Yeah. Like, is Green Green Lake getting replenished from groundwater or from runoff, Uh, I guess? I don't. It's always rain. No. It just seems odd that we can like... So I guess like if I was making in a sand sand uh, box mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I'd like, oh, I'll make a little lake and you keep pouring water in and then it just like keeps just going into the out. sand. Yeah. And then eventually you've sort of just made mud in your sandbox and you're yeah. like, eh, all well, right. Sand is different than sand is different. Yeah. It moves pretty quickly. Yeah. But this is my intuition developed as a four year old. Yeah. And so it's always interesting to me any like, wait, how did you get that land to hold water? <laughs> like dependably. Oh, uh, you know what? It's the lowest point. 
Mm. It's the lowest point. It's where the water. No, underground go. is the lowest point. It can keep going. <laughs> and it's permeability. Right. I mean, you can't go through bedrock. Not so permeable. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, favorite like doing pretty good. Discussing things permeable and not so permeable here <laughs> on Encyclopedia Brunch. And here on Encyclopedia Brunch also is a new segment we're calling See Also. See, see Also. also. Ooh, it's hard to harmonize. Catherine, what's See Also about? See also is, um, well, if somebody like a listener writes in with some thoughts they want to share with us, maybe about another episode, we want to share that with everybody else because people are cool and they think cool things. Absolutely. We can learn a little bit more and uh, share a little bit more and talk a little bit more. Oh, talking more, you say. Is that an option? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and here uh, on our conversation about ducks, we have a letter from Jonathan C. Uh, he writes, Dear Encyclopedia Brunch. That's us. Hey! I am writing to complain about your most recent episode, Ducks. You started off the episode talking about sauces, then you spoke about ducks. But at no point did you mention duck sauce, that really sweet orange stuff that comes with Chinese takeout. This seems like a gross oversight, and I am very disappointed. Sincerely, Jonathan C. It's a disgusting oversight. Really, yeah. I... I it's like late gross. I, oh, <laughs> how insane this oversight was. I'm, I lean into that, though. I feel like that's still good. Just taking that word back. Um, I, I'm surprised he did not start. Dear sirs. <laughs> I, I would be upset by that. <laughs> Dear sirs or madams. <laughs> um, anyway, I think, I think it's time we uh, address this complaint because absolutely. What were we thinking? Not talking about duck sauce. Absolutely. We had a synergy going and we ignored it. We ignored the synergy. Never ignore the synergy. Never, ever, forever, never. The synergy will come back to bite you. You like duck if sauce? You ignore it. Yeah, I do. Really? I love it. What do you have it with? Uh, orange chicken. Orange chicken. Is that, <laughs> is that the orange stuff on the chicken? Isn't it though? I don't know. Hmm. Um, I thought that was just like a general flavor thing. Spring rolls. Uh, spring rolls. Yeah. See, yeah. I want I want something real crispy and fatty with that sugar. A spring roll isn't crispy and fatty. That's an egg roll you're thinking of. Okay. Oh, spring roll is your thing. That that's the um that's soft the rice white one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good too. I'm really into the egg roll though. <laughs> Oh, the look you gave me. Your eyes got terrifying. (laughs) Let the listener know that Tim's eyes were terrifying. Like the eye of a duck. See also ducks. (laughs) Um, And also just see also. (laughs) See also my guilt about how long it took us to get to this lovely listener letter. Yeah. And... And I believe, if I remember correctly, we promised tickets to Catherine's Quail Off. We're going to have a quail of a time at Catherine's Quail Off. Quails, quails, quails. Quail, you believe it. I quailed believe that you uh, have to send these tickets to Jonathan Quail, C. Quail, you better. We'll see you there, Jonathan C. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't know. How are you going to do that? What's your What's your fulfillment plan here? I was thinking a piece of printer paper and a Sharpie. Uh, okay. Does that work for you? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a back seat on this particular quail off. Uh, I know how quails have that little like little thing on the top of their head, kind of like uh, the Martians in Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah, they are a lot like the Martians in Looney Tunes. They true. absolutely are. And must have been modeled on each other. Quails? Quails yeah. and those big furry, furry things with the bobble on top of their heads? Uh, yes, that is what I'm saying. Um, what do you think duck sauce is made of? <sighs> is there sugar in it oh there's sugar you better believe it sister (laughs) it's like what is the one thing that's definitely in there sugar (laughs) definitely um and then uh usually some sort of fruit be it plum apricot pineapple or peaches uh and then that's uh added to sugar vinegar ginger and chili peppers why do you think it's called duck sauce i think it goes on duck duck. oh my god um names (laughs) 
It says here on Wikipedia, it is used in the more traditional Chinese cuisine in the form of plum sauce, mm -hmm. which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So be it from what it's made or what it's covering, sauces, what a world. Living in a sauce culture, I maintain. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, you could put duck sauce on quail. Is that wrong? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that going to be available at the quail off? Kind of like a big turkey leg that you'd get. but like... Well, it's quail sauce. Okay. We call it quail sauce. I see. You're really, really sticking on theme, and I appreciate that. Quail, quail, quail. <laughs> and with that, uh, that ends. See also. See also. also. Ooh, it's hard to harmonize. And it ends this episode. Absolutely. Uh, and so. It's Tim Dobbs over there. And Catherine Cogart right here. Bye. Bye. Bye.